Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Yuri Kruman about shifts in strategic HR and how personal and professional development will evolve in 2021 and beyond. Yuri Kruman, welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thanks for having me again, Jonathan. Yeah, it's so wonderful to get to see you again and have a chance to continue our conversation. Uh, we were just talking uh, before we hit record and started the interview and trying to remember when that last um, conversation was, maybe two or three months ago. Um, you've been very busy, my friend, uh, doing many things uh, in that the interim between when we last talked and today and the world has continued to move on and lots of craziness has happened between the last time we talked <laughs> and uh and talking today uh today we're really going to be focusing on uh strategic shifts in hr and what you know really what 2020 brought and how that's changed the nature of hr and and changes moving into the future and then i want to to zoom in a little bit and look specifically about uh, specifically at personal and professional development. Um, what does it look like in 2021 and beyond and how can leaders um, really prepare for that? As we get started, I just wanted to share Yuri's bio with everyone again. Yuri Kruman is the CEO of HR Talent and Systems Consulting, an award-winning HR consultancy, uh, top 10 HR consulting vendor in 2020 by HR Tech Outlook Magazine. A certified SHRM SCP, he is likewise a sought-after speaker and expert on HR, dig, uh, digital transformation, and employee experience. Yuri is a Forbes Coaches Council member and contributor to Forbes, entrepreneurbusiness.com, uh, Influensive, and a number of other top platforms. He had consulted and spoken at numerous Fortune 500 and Inc. 5000 companies, VC-backed startups, and top universities, including Ernst & Young, Google, Columbia, and UP. University of Pennsylvania, likewise appearing on network TV and top podcasts, including NBC's Tipping Point, Leadership and Loyalty Podcast, Entrepreneur on Fire, and Wharton Business Radio. In addition, his executive leadership coaching practice has impacted thousands of top executives. He is the author of What Millennials Really Want from Work and Life, and the forthcoming Be Your Own Commander-in-Chief. Uh, again, welcome back, Yuri. Uh, such a pleasure to have you back on the podcast. Anything that you would like to share with listeners by way of uh, personal background uh, or context uh, or to update us on anything that you've been involved with over the last uh, few months before Thank we launch into the, the conversation? Thank you again for the kind intro. Um, I would just say, you know, I'm, I'm a guy who lives in Brooklyn. I'm an immigrant. Um, I didn't start out thinking, hey, I'm going to go to HR. Um, and I more or less stumbled into it partly because I had such bad experiences with HR 
So I kind of, you know, at, at some point being a coach and having had the bad experiences, you know, I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to really fix this. This is really my mission in the world. So I'm kind of as funny as this sounds, and I don't want it to be a total cliche, but, you know, human resources does have to be a little bit more, I don't know, human sometimes. <laughs> so that's my mission. I'm trying to do it partly through coaching, partly through talent development, and partly through systems. And that's, that's you know, the other part of what I wanted to mention, we're going to discuss this in a bit, but uh, unless you know what you're getting into with writing a book, especially a monster like this, just don't do it. Word to the wise. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think that that might be a good place to start before we really uh, launch into the topic for today is uh, just tell us a little bit about your book and uh, why you decided uh, to tackle the project and tease a little bit for us when you expect it to come out, um, all that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, okay. So just some background. Um, I've been doing executive coaching for, I don't know, eight between eight and 10 years. <coughs> and at some point you start seeing patterns. So the kinds of people I coach tend to be Fortune 500 executives, Inc. 5000. So some mix of people that don't feel great, even at great companies, because they're not aligned with their role and, and you know their career is not really taking them where they, they thought they would want to go, even though they have the golden handcuff situation. And a lot of those same people leave top companies and they end up starting their own or they go and become consultants. They want, they want to change the dynamic of, of their life, of their thinking. They want to kind of, you know, restart. So I help them with that process. Sometimes that means just transitioning careers to something more well-aligned. And otherwise, it's helping them start the actual company and, and kind of go through all the things they need to do to actually make it successful. So over the course of, of that time, plus through my own, you know, pretty pretty crazy bumps and, and all of that in my career. I'm in, I'm, this, I'm in my sixth career. I think I probably mentioned this uh, the last time we spoke. Um, so I started out in academic neuroscience. I went to law because, hey, you know, I'm an immigrant boy. I need, I need that grad degree. Otherwise, why am I twiddling my thumbs? And then um, when I graduated, it was a great recession. So I need to pay the bills. I have to go into finance. Not because I love it, because, you know, it just pays the bills. Um, and then from there, I went to health tech because, okay, it's more my speed. I have some ideas around healthcare. You know, that was more or less my background in college. And uh, after drinking enough Kool-Aid from the startup situation, I finally said, you know what, enough. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I have to do my own company. And that's how my coaching company got started, Master of the Talk Consulting. And at some point, I started dabbling in HR consulting because I see, okay, um, you know, I, I understand how to empower people how to develop them. I started doing a lot of these training workshops um, and I'm starting to, to see, okay, when you help people realign while they're still in the job, it often keeps them there. So you know what, let me, let me see what else I can build around that in terms of systems, in terms of let's say improving productivity or communication inside a company. Um, you know, yeah, sure. If I wanna save a company money on benefits and payroll, that's gonna be a great Trojan horse because founders are like, what, save me money? Yeah, great. Otherwise they hear HR, it's like the, the stepchild and it's like Cinderella. Um, so it, it's, it's that what, what got me into HR consulting. And then um, you know from there, I more or less looked at the landscape and I said, okay, HR is for the most part, again, this is a couple, three years ago, HR is for the most part trying to make sure the trains run on time. It's a lot of legal and compliance. It's a lot of, I mean, to be very frank, it's glorified customer service. And that's not 
that's not the point of HR, right? The point of HR is to make sure we get the right people in here. We give them the ability to do their work well. We help them move forward and we clear the road. We clear the road for them to do their best work with us. That's, that's really that simple. Yeah, then, yeah I love can, that. Yeah. You know, put the systems there, you know, give them coaching, give them rewards and recognition. You can tinker with things, but ask them questions. Make information flow more quickly, close the loops, you know, just understand what, what people are actually feeling. So through that process, partly through my own, you know, bumps and bruises and, and dead ends and all of that stuff, also from the side of HR, I started seeing, okay, universities don't teach life skills. Governments don't subsidize this stuff, right? So the corporation is the provider of last resort for personal and professional development. For good, for bad, tough luck. That's that's just, you know, that's the fact of doing business today. And when you look at, yeah, millennials, but now more even Gen Zs, yeah, they, they really do care about what does the company do. They associate a lot of themselves with the mission of the company. So there's no such thing as, you know, I'm one thing at work and I'm another thing at home. It doesn't quite work. It, 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 that's not how people think anymore. So in that sense, okay, I'm the company owner, I want to bring in the best. So I have to have a great employer brand that has some kind of higher mission. I have to give people this, you know, bigger vision for how we help people in the world. Okay, so I bring in the top talent and they look around pretty quickly. They're, you know, in some ways pretty cynical because again, they keep hearing this blah, blah, blah from one side of the mouth, you know, Black Lives Matters, yada, yada. And then the other side of the mouth doesn't do anything actually to change things. Right, so there's a lot of this social activism which now is expected to take place earnestly in, in a sincere way from the top down. And you know, at, at this stage, you have to stop pretending. We, we can't just do the you know, branding the PR, it's not enough. So let's do things the right way now. Okay, how do we do that? All right, we can throw some coaching. Let, let's give you a subsidy. Okay, I mean, yeah, maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll move the needle. So I've, I've come in in that capacity through different platforms, whatever, <coughs> excuse me, um, into top companies. And you know, it, it helps. You have five sessions, 10 sessions, you can help a person get promoted. That's awesome. You help them rethink through their role. Okay, how does this fit into my career pathway? Excellent stuff. Okay, it's not quite enough, right? Because again, the way the way that I coach, right? Even people within the company, I say, look, these are just four walls where you are now. These four walls don't contain your career. They don't contain your path. It's just four walls. It can be any other four walls, but you have to make sure, again, in a very sincere way that you help people feel like, hey, I wanna be here. And it's, it's no longer just some kind of, you know, aspirational uh, conversation. It's something that can really be had. For me, you know, right now I'm running the, I'm running HR for a company in the Bay Area sitting in Brooklyn. So frankly, the only way I can be effective at that is by having one-on-one -on -one conversations just like this over Zoom, right? And in those conversations, I have to be, it's not just be very careful because that's kind of the HR credo, be extremely careful, you know, tiptoe. No, I actually do the opposite. I say, look, I'm here to empower you. I'm here to clear the road for you. So you have to tell me what's actually going on in your life, not, not just, you know, check, check, check in the project management software or, oh yeah, I'm, I'm okay, I'm great. And in the background, things are falling, falling apart. So as, as a coach, I, I read right through that. 
and you know i'm i'm a family guy i've got three kids i've been you know under lockdowns and all this other stuff so it doesn't it's not a big stretch for me to empathize with people in, in a meaningful way so i kind of cut through the bs and i say look how can I help you? Can I help you, you know, as, as an HR person, I can help you maybe give you more days off. Maybe I can help you with childcare in some ways, you know. Uh, maybe I can help you become more productive because, hey, you know, your time management sucks, frankly. You know, I love you, you're awesome, but <laughs> let's get you better time management skills. Or, you know, I see that you're, you're running behind on certain projects are, you know, is that because you're having trouble managing? Is it a health issue? So I just, I, I kind of cut the BS and I say, look, I'm going to, I'm going to level with you. Here's what I'm going through. Here's my story. Again, that's how I always coach. And I've brought that coaching approach to HR. And instead of, you know, uh, the founder saying, oh my God, are you crazy? Like that's, that's not HR. I, I say, you know what? There's no going back. This, this is what HR is supposed to do. This is how to really get to what's going on. That's how you head off a lot of problems at the pass. Because if you get people talking, you get them sharing their frustrations. Hey, you know, I have a, an issue with this other employee. Well, let's, let's knock heads, sit down, I'll facilitate, I'll help you resolve that. We come up with rules so there's, this doesn't come up again, right? So that direct approach without, you know, there's the radical candor part of it. But there's also the, okay, I really care about you. I want you to do well. And yes, I want you to stay with the company. So let me do everything I can, partly as head of HR, partly as a coach, partly as, as your friend, because I really want you to do well. Let me use all of that to help you, to help you clear the road, help you to do better at your job. And yeah, of course, I want you to get promoted and paid more. And suddenly things click. Ah, Oh yeah, well, this maybe this guy actually cares. Like, and after a while, they 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 get it. Yeah, he actually cares. And the book grew out of this because I realized, okay, it's great to get coaching, and it's great to talk about career pathway and getting promoted, paid more. That's very important. But when you have this whole other human dealing with all those other pretty serious problems, lockdown, mental health, physical health, taking care of children, and um, parents and all of that stuff. You have to address the whole human. You no longer have the luxury of, of pretending, hey, oh, no, no, you're fine, great, oh, awesome, yeah, like, you know, Borat, <laughs> Borat thumbs up. No, that's, that's done. We're, we're past that point. So HR, in my view, either takes the reins and says, okay, we have a bigger mandate now because, okay, we had to go through digital transformation in the last year. We had to be a lot more proactive in these one-on-one -on -one calls. We have to deploy our benefits in a lot, you know, a lot better way than we used to, just throwing, throwing money at people. That doesn't work. So with all of that in mind, how, how do we empower people through personal and professional development? How do you do it in a thoughtful, meaningful way, not just throwing ideas or read this you know, list of 10 books or let's do a book club? It's not enough. So... Partly, again, from my own experience, all the, all the craziness I went through to figure out myself, who am I, where am I going, what am I meant to do, and how do I serve other people, I realized, you know what, this is powerful for both sides of the table. Either yeah. I'm doing this directly to that, to that, you know, I always think about myself as a kid. I'm, I'm that kid in the Soviet Union. You know, okay, maybe I'm bright, ambitious, but I have no clue how life works. I have no clue how to manage finances or a business or, you know career. I have no clue. And, and I want that kind of kid 
and that kid could be, you know, 20 plus. <laughs> Again, they haven't learned much in terms of life skills, even from top schools. Maybe they, you know, in the best case, they went to a business school and they, they picked up some things about accounting and finance. But the rest in the humanities, screwed. No luck. <laughs> These are the people that get into the workforce and they, again, they're already in massive debt and they're, they're kind of making bad life choices. I'm employing them. I have to think, okay, I, I, again, I can't close my eyes anymore. So let's, let's cut the BS. Like, I know you're struggling. I know that, you know, it, it's stressful now. Let's talk about it. Let's address it. Let's do something about it. So the book talks about four different pieces of this puzzle. Okay. Four conversations. Cause everything is a reason why I call my company master the talk. And because I, I, I looked at my career and I said, okay, maybe I've, I've messed up quite a bit and pretty much, you know, a lot of the things that I've done, I've messed up just royally. I talked my way into things and then I, I didn't have the skills or the background to, to actually execute. So I'm good at the talking part, but I need the substance. And that's, that's what I had to learn the hard way. How do I apply the life skills? How do I figure out who am I? Where am I going? For myself, not, not for my mom, not for my boss, not for my wife, for myself. I have to, I have to do that. I'm excited to announce the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. So the first conversation is health, because of course, without that, good luck. You're, you're gonna be focusing on your health for a long time before you can focus on anything else. 80-20, you don't need to be an endurance athlete. You don't need to be LeBron James with his million dollar body that he spends on every year. God bless, let's learn from him, but we don't have that, most of us. Number two is mind. So it's obviously a massive subject, but mental models and life skills. Meaning, how do you look at the world? How do you process information? How do you make decisions? How do you manage expectations? How do you manage your stress? Oh yeah, and how do you manage business and careers and finance, right? How do you actually do that? Again, it's not, you know, reams and reams on the subject. They're just some basic principles that you can apply to make sure you're 80-20 to the way there. The third piece is this kind of like, oh, teach me how to negotiate. Teach me how to ace the interview and, you know, negotiate a higher salary. Okay. Okay, here you go. Here's how I laid out. Here's how this works. Use it. You know, you can go and, and you know, I just helped a client uh, negotiate 25K more through my whatever in 15 minutes. It actually worked. It's pretty awesome. It's a good feeling. 
Um, and I did the same ironically for an employee in the company where I'm consulting, right? Because she's, she needed to be caught up and, and promoted. So, okay, here, go ask for it. Let's sign off. You're done. Right. That's a nice feeling. Um, but again, the last part, so we have body meaning health. We have mind, we have other people. And the fourth one, often it goes missing. It's, it's like, well, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. It's, God or the universe, it's, it's faith. It's looking at how, how can we not just sort of have that as a, as a nice to have in the background, but it's a pretty core part of living in a crazy world where you have no clue where the hell are things going? You know, is this, is this Republic gonna fall apart this year? Or, you know, are we gonna be in the long tail for a while? Right. And, and never mind if I'm, I'm young and I'm figuring myself out, you know, who am I? What am I? Do I follow my parents' tradition? Do I find a new one? Right. So there, have, there has to be some kind of, you know, more ancient wisdom that's rooted in something more meaningful and, and, and higher purpose than just, hey, uh, higher purpose of the corporation. The mindfulness thing, it, it's not enough. You know, organic food and, and, and yoga, all that is great, but it's not enough, right? So you have, to, you have to plug in some kind of wisdom from people that went through crazy times and, and made better sense of those crazy times because we're, we're too enmeshed in our own matrix of, of social media and, and, you know, the speed of things and technology. So it's very hard to zoom out. So now, you know, with, with the benefit of those four conversations, again, it is a conversation. It's not, it's not just, you know, a one-way street. You have to learn how to have a conversation with God or the universe. And, you know, that's not an easy thing, but there are some particular guidelines that you should use, and that's detailed in the book. So if you put the four together, it's not an encyclopedia, because who needs that, right? Self-help usually addresses one of those four, maybe two. You look at most self-help books, it's just like, you know, rah, 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 kumbaya, you know, or yeah, billionaires and endurance athletes do this. So do this. I don't, I don't really, I don't think that applies to me. And also you have the scientific part of things where people don't want to go through the dense language. They're like, well, okay, about flow, but I don't understand what this guy wrote, you know, back in, back in the early nineties. So I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm doing this, this book in order to present a platform for any employee that, you know, I go into a company to consult, as well as anybody that just picks up the book and, and wants to improve their life. And they open the book anywhere, any of those four parts, any chapter, there's a structure. First, there's a quote. So some, sometimes a quote sparks things. There's kind of the current view of how the subject is looked at. So how do we manage expectations? Okay, then what I went through, so my, my own personal experience with that subject, then I go into, okay, here's how to address this in a thoughtful and meaningful flow. If you're talking about time management, here's a calendar. Here's what your week could look like. This could be a template. And then here's a tool to go put it together yourself. So, you know, and ultimately I'm not trying to create a tome that's in tremendous depth, it's again, 80-20. If somebody wants to go dig further into any subject, here, here are the resources. Here are other books that go much deeper into this. So the book for me puts together about 20 years of my own wanderings and, and trying to figure myself out and, you know, how, how do I help people as a coach and then now as, as an HR person. And this, this provides kind of those two sides of the table. Yeah, well, that's that's great. Thank you for that in-depth look at at the different components of the book. When when do you expect it to be done and to come out? 
Um, it's already, so uh, it's going to be released on February 7th in mm. ebook form. It's already up on Amazon. There's a link. Um, and the hardcover will be out probably late March, maybe early April. Depends on the publishing dynamics. Sure, sure. Well, congratulations. And uh, that that's, sounds like it'll be a great, great resource. Um, as in our remaining time, I think you've already talked to many of these points, you know, that I really wanted to get at today in terms of personal and professional development uh, and the strategic nature of HR. And I, I love how you frame it as just clearing the road. The role of HR is not helping the, the train to run on time. It's to mm -hmm. clear the road. Absolutely. Uh, I couldn't agree more. And I would say it's, it's the role of HR also to help leaders at every level of the organization also learn how to do that for their people. Yes. Right. Exactly. Um, because a lot of times managers and leaders, you know, they find themselves in those roles and they don't really know how to lead. They don't know how to do things effectively. They're just kind of mimicking what they've seen others do before them. And, and then they kind of hand off all of the, that logistical uh, compliance and all that kind of stuff to the HR department, expecting them to just handle it. Right. Well, it, effective HR needs to be a, mar a close marriage, right, between this functional department that does all these different things, um, but also has a strategic focus, and then connecting with all of the various departments, divisions, uh, teams across the organization. Um, and I, I completely agree. Strategic HR is the new normal. Uh, I mean, it's been moving that direction for a long time, and it, we're certainly there. Uh, we need to get we're, we're far beyond being, you know, being in a place where you have Toby from the office as like the typical HR person. Exactly. Uh, we, we need to do much, much better. And the best organizations are doing much better than that. Um, so, so in our remaining time, let's talk a little bit about um, what you see as the difference in your approach to personal and professional uh, development, perhaps, you know, in, yeah, a year or two ago, and then we go through all this COVID stuff and 2020 has been a crazy year. And now we move into 2021 and beyond. What, what changes are you seeing and anticipating coming down uh, at us, you know, as we're looking into the future? Yeah, so it's presuming, I don't know, maybe it's my, my Soviet uh, mindset in the background there, but I'm, I'm presuming things will continue to be difficult. They'll continue to be in flux. We're probably going to have this hybrid scenario where people come in a couple of days a week, you know, in rotating groups. You know, we might have, um, some are saying that this this new, the British variant is just another virus and so on and so forth. So it, it could continue. We could have these kind of rolling lockdowns. We can, we can have a lot of this disruption for years to come, vaccine or no vaccine. We're, we're more or less like this, yeah, with scientific proof and all that. Um, but still, we're, we're, we don't have all the information. We have to more or less look inside, right? The one thing that you can focus on is your own personal and professional development. You can focus on being more resilient, taking care of your mental health, your physical health, you know, your family, your career. These are things that you really have to focus on, regardless of whether you're remote or not you're in this country or that country, you know, there, there are certain silver linings to all this. You know, let's say, um, again, I'm, I'm the head of HR for a company in San Francisco sitting in Brooklyn. You know, a couple of years ago, that would have been like, are you insane? 
right? So it, it's a new paradigm where a lot of this kind of, um, I'm not a digital nomad by any stretch, but I probably could be. If I, if I wanted to go and work in Puerto Rico, I probably could do that. And I could be just as effective with a good, uh, you know, Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> so, um, you know, given all of those forces that, you know, technology is still accelerating the speed of change. Um, we have all this social unrest, we have political unrest, you know, we have a, a potentially a civil war. Again, God forbid, but things things don't look great right now, right? We could have another insurrection next week. I, I hear they're planning one on the 17th or 19th. So I, I, I don't know, I can't read the future, but the one thing I know, if I look back, <clears throat> the classic, you know, philosophers and, and, you know, whether that's prophets or just, you know, reading the Old Testament. Again, I'm, I'm Jewish. That's my reference point. Um, I see a lot of, you know, the patriarchs and matriarchs going through great upheaval. You know, they have, a, you know, a brother that wants to kill them um, or they have a father-in-law that, you know, wants to get rid of them. I mean, there's no shortage of, of stress and drama in the Old Testament, right? So I, I'm not looking at my life as some kind of, you know, isolated incident with all of this technology that never happened. A lot of things are very similar to a lot of previous periods in history. And, you know, yeah, a year or maybe two years ago, Steven Pinker would have said, hey, it's the best of all possible worlds. Okay, Candid, right? I mean, that has like, now we're, we're backsliding in a lot of measures, poverty and, and all of that stuff. So the point is, when you have a lot of chaos, when you have a lot of uncertainty, there's a reason why I called this book, Be Your Own Commander-in-Chief. If you're a leader or you're an aspiring leader, that's the only thing you can and have to do. You have to empower yourself and figure out who am I, where am I going, how do I help others? If you're going to be effective as a leader, as a manager, or just you know, in living your life and figuring out a way forward through all this craziness. So for me, you know, if I go and recommend something to someone, I have to make sure that it's it's real. It actually works. I'm, I'm fortunate in the sense that, you know, while I'm building my business, I'm working with people that are also kind of, you know, in between something full-time and consulting and I actually advise them just like myself, leverage one to move forward in the other, right? So that's kind of a new career paradigm in 2021 and going forward. You really have to, not have all your eggs in one basket and, and leverage the eggs in one basket to, to get perhaps more eggs in the other one. I don't know. That's, yeah. that's how I see things. Yeah. I, well, I, I think that's, that's a wise perspective. I, I think resilience um, is the name of the game. Um, in good times and challenging times, we, we need to take care of ourselves. We need to foster a resilient and growth mindset. And, uh, and that, that will lead to happier life, uh, happier, uh, work environment and, and opportunity for us to learn and grow and be our best selves. Uh, well, Yuri, it has been a real pleasure talking with you today. The time flew by, um, though we're at the end of our time, I do want to give you a chance to uh, share with listeners, um, how they can get connected with you, how they can find out more about, uh, what you're up to and any final word on the topic. Great. First of all, thank you again, Jonathan. Always a tremendous pleasure to speak with you. Um, very easy to find me. Um, Yurikruman.com is my website that filters to the coaching and the consulting business. If you're interested in, I, I run a weekly newsletter. It's called uh, commanderinchief.substack.com. More than welcome to sign up for that. Um, I try to cover a lot of the subjects that we spoke about today, plus many others 
I actually, I've, I've been sharing free chapters from the book uh, for the first few weeks. So you're more than welcome to sign up and just go back and, and, and read through those and see if you like it. And if you like it, maybe buy the book. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you again. Uh, I encourage listeners to, to reach out, get connected, check out the book, uh, look at the free chapters, purchase the book, support Yuri and what he's up to, uh, and see if there's a way that you can collaborate uh, with him uh, for any of the needs that you might have in your own organization. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. Take care of yourselves. Uh, make sure that you're doing what you need to do each and every day to, to stay mentally and physically healthy um, and, and look out for you and your family and friends. Uh, I hope you can all stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.